and like I'll come across other Morgans, <laughs> like that are Morgan, but like imposter Morgans, imposter <laughs> Morgans. And so in the closet of this very house, I have some Morgans, <laughs> like multiple Morgans. Yeah, I have two Morgans. So if anybody ever wants to get get beanie a look babies at a Morgan, and cabbage patch kids lurking. Yeah. Hey, roaches and worms. I'm Toddy Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour through secondhand items, searching for vibrant vintage, useful unusuals, big budget bangers, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week, we curate a thrift haul, dive into the details, play some games, and maybe even a few surprises. I'm still sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome one, welcome all, giant W's in the sky to another edition of Thrifty. Secondhand shopping for worm people. This is Plush Part 2, and just as I said with Battle Royal Part 2, if you're listening to the Part 2s before the Part 1s, you have something a little loose in your brain. Maybe some brain water just slushing around out there clogging your judgment. But if that's indeed the case and you're listening to Plush Part 2 before Plush Part 1, I'll catch up to speed. I'm your host, Toddy, and I have this podcast for all the roaches and worms and listeners out there. Our guest this week, Mara Kay of Rust Belt Retro, and Mara lives locally here in Pittsburgh and often sets up shop with Brick Body Kids, so we are selling comrades And then always over here, we have DJ Lil, the best DJ this side of the Allegheny. And last episode, we were going over our plush backslash stuffed animal thrift finds. DJ Lil and myself have went over our finds. Mara is up, and as far as our trivia and who has collected the most points, right now we have Mara with three points. DJ Lil with one point. Myself also with one point. So Mara... You've got two really cool finds, and you could start wherever you'd like to, but go for it. We'll start with the uh, the find that takes up less square footage. Cool. Um, I like DJ Lil. I don't pick up plush very often while I'm out. Um, I I'm a I'm a racks girl. Uh, I don't even usually make it to the sort of plush section of places, but I recently came across this friend um and i was looking at it at, at it yesterday and i was like are you a plush or are you a doll and the lone, famous words said into a mirror fa- yes <laughs> <laughs> literally me as faye dunaway like in a mirror <laughs> um and and lo and behold the internet had a lot to say about that mm-hmm. so what i have here is um 
it's not particularly old. It has no value at all, but it is a Cabbage Patch Kid as as we would know them. Um, it has the it has the CPK label on the back. It is a it is a more modern one. I believe that this one was sold in big box stores in a set of three. Um, the Wild the Woodland Friends. Um, so this is a baby's face in what i think is a deer costume yeah it's a baby dressed as, as a, a baby dressed as a pink bow, deer. bow tie <laughs> as we said earlier i'm particularly drawn to things in in the shape of other things this reminded me in particular <laughs> of um one of my favorite movies of all time is christopher guest's best in show Interesting. and there's a whole bit about a a bear in a bee costume so the idea of like a baby in a deer costume was like oh that's like kind of a cousin idea and Um, the nose of -hmm. the baby though it's a baby's face in the deer costume the nose is still adjacent to the deer deer. exactly yes so i'm gonna go through a little history of the cabbage patch kids to explain why in fact i think this falls on the plush side of the doll or plush debate um one i i never had cabbage patch kids this is i don't know if if i was a little too late for them i don't know i didn't have dolls i don't know if i as a kid had classed them as dolls so this was all new to me uh so i want to hear about other people's experience with them after we do a little bit of history so uh cabbage patch is like a funny story it's a it's a 21 year old art student he's a, he's in art school in 1970 1977 whoa and he's like working on his his projects art. his thesis <laughs> yeah and he like i guess is drawn to like the fabric arts the fiber arts and he combines the quilting skills that his mother has taught him that he's in, in you know inherited from his his family with this historical needle molding skill that he's learned in, in art school to create these soft sculptures. And to me, soft sculpture is a funny, there's a, like a, a drag reference to it. It's a very funny thing, the idea of like a soft sculpture because that almost is oxymoronic. Uh, and so ultimately, our, our founder like enters his first creation dexter into a contest and wins first prize and it 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 truly takes off from there in a way that basically could never happen today in just a like very found way he was in like northern georgia these just became instantly like desirable and they get acquired by um collect in the early 80s it's just like a toy company right and they start actually the branding of cabbage patch as we know it today um the initial name was little people which okay you know in in retrospect like doesn't doesn't hit the same way um yeah Yeah. but cabbage patch is also i mean it's it's creepy in its own way right it's definitely got that whole um, well, there, is it a, a plant is it a human yeah because that was like there? the imagery of that a lot was like a literal patch and yep. babies faces would come out Sprouting. of plants. exactly <laughs> but in the the 
the initial branding the the brand got so mad if they weren't referred to as kids people would call them dolls they'd even call them toys forbidden absolutely not they had to be called kids that was their name that's what they were that was the brand and so since the fiber was so important to them i'm like i think they're a plush i think that's the i think that's where they come from but they always have these rubber heads um so yeah this was this was my maybe this is the first couch patch kid i've ever owned it's like a smaller one they're usually a little bit bigger um and i was drawn to this one because i think it may eventually become a part of item um, number two as in some sort of whoa. capacity whoa. It and when you find out what item number two is you'll say whoa too yeah yeah um and so yeah the lore and legacy uh, cabbage patch kids are also known because they are uh sprayed with like a chemical vanilla scent they have a signature scent scent. for a like mass-produced toy which is sort of interesting i can't think off the top of my head of very many other sort of non-fragrance that'd be cool to bottle that products yeah i'm sure that's like millennial branding all over yeah (laughs) i don't know if yeah, I don't know if somebody if somebody wore that cologne, they wouldn't really clean up on Tinder or anything. But <laughs> it would be interesting. <laughs> be a conversation starter. So do yeah. either of you have experience with cabbage patch kids? Do yes. You, yes. Yeah. I have a couple family stories. Okay. I Not had my one. immediate family. I didn't have one, but Yeah. I I had one. I had one and it was that size. It was that size of that one. And it was a a baby. And it was a, uh, it had a blue onesie on. It had a bib on. Mm-hmm. It had a, uh, so it was how that baby, your, the, the, the kid, I should say, <laughs> this cabbage patch kid is wearing a deer costume. This one was wearing like a baby costume. And so the hood of it, um, it had like a little tuft of hair that came out the front, kind of like a curly cue baby hair, but it was like a powder blue. And also, its pants came down so you could see its oh. bum, and then there was like a Cabbage Patch logo on the back. Um, that, my friends, his name was Morgan with an A. It was like Morgan only with an A. It was Morgan, and I had uh, I had a lot of. I was a person who had stuffed animals all the time. Um, I had imaginary friends. I had stuffed animal friends. In fact, on my right ankle. Um, is uh, a tattoo of a stuffed animal named Ralph the Walrus. There it is. That I grew up with. Uh, Morgan was pre-Ralph, but uh, there was Billy and there was also Morgan. Billy was a a baby dressed up as a Easter peep, and he was bigger. And then Morgan was a Cabbage Patch kid who was smaller, and I had Billy and Morgan. And um, so that was like for a couple. Of, I would drag them around long time. Uh, probably weirder, a weird, probably a weird enough time. I'd say that I had two babies with me for a while as a kid. Have uh, you ever met a Morgan? Right. No. No, well, now you're getting it. No, you haven't no. met a Morgan. So that's why this 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 one was named Morgan. Because you haven't met a Morgan. So I named him Morgan. And then still to this day, um, 
Morgan does exist at uh, the house I grew up in. And, like, I'll come across other Morgans, like, that are Morgan, but, like... Imposter Morgans. Imposter Morgans. And so, in the closet of this very house, I have some Morgans. <laughs> like, multiple Morgans? Yeah, I have two Morgans. So, if anybody ever wants to get a look babies at a Morgan... and Cabbage Patch Kids lurking yeah. around. But the, but the Morgans I have on me aren't... That's not the OG Morgan. I, I, there's not... And I, I actually had other Gotta stuffed animals... I had other stuffed animals and other dolls too. That as an adult, I've refound them and re repurchased them. But they aren't the old OG one. There is a uh, a little husky that I had that was named Ralfonso. Ralfonso. <laughs> because there was Ralph the walrus and Ralfonso the husky. I have a pose of Ralfonso too. <laughs> but anyway, that's my that's that's Morgan. That's my Cabbage Patch Morgan. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I never had a Cabbage Patch kid growing up myself. Um, I'm glad you mentioned this thing about the smell of them. Yeah. Because I lived with one of my cousins for a couple years when we were in college, and I bought a soap. Uh, it smelled like Cabbage Patch. Yes. <laughs> she she used it, and I like to have like you know different fun smells and whatnot. Yeah. This is before I became like allergic to certain kinds of soap. Um, <laughs> Very understood. Now it's like super <laughs> unscented Got everything. It. Yeah. Um, and it was uh the smell of it was geranium. Yeah. But when she went to use it, she was like, "I'm like you okay over there?" And she's like, yeah. "This smells like my Cabbage Patch kid." That's so funny. And I was like, "Holy heck!" I was like, "Do you need more?" Yeah. More yeah. smelling. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned. That. I totally forgot about the yeah the signature yeah, smell it's factor. A, it's it's there. Yeah, it's there. But do you have some questions? Yeah, are you ready cab- for some yeah. questions? Yeah, Bring for it. Sure. Cabbage Patch Kids had a craze where during the holiday season, there were literal stampedes to try to get them. What year were they at their peak? What was the year where they were literally the most marketable, the most most, uh, desirable? I think I might have a chance at this. Yeah. I think... DJ Lil is going to be first, okay. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ready for the for, yeah. for your options here? A 1980, B 1990, C 1983, or D none of the above. Hmm. So 1980, 1990, 1983, or another year. Yeah, I'm going to go A or C. Trying to decide, um, just based on. My uncles, like their ages and a similar benchmarking it, yeah, yep. cabbage patch craze story related to them. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go with 1983. 1983. So my answer is C. Huh. Interesting. For that one. Okay. Well, I will say the year that I thought that it was was not mentioned, but that doesn't mean it isn't possible that doesn't mean it isn't possible but i'm also thinking of my own age and i have a sister four years older than me so i was thinking that it was going to be 1987 Mm. but four years before that is 1983 so when i think the cabbage patch craze was so it was 1980 1990 1983 or none of those i myself am going to go with c 1983 is the craze 
is what I'm going to land on. Both of our guessers have chosen C, 1983. Other options were 1980, 1990, or a mystery year. Mm-hmm. And both of our guessers are correct. Yes. yes. See, yes. That, that Team makes work. Sense. Team Yay. work. Because ho- I was thinking 1987, as I mentioned, because I was like, I was born that year. And then I was like, four years before that, my sister was born. And my sister was huge on those things. Yep. All right, are we ready for another question? Yeah, yes, we are. Please. I got two points. Lil, I think you have two. Two points. Two, so, two, three. They're coming. So I, we have they're, a chance. They're to, catching up. Yeah. They're making the run. Yeah. All right, Toddy will be first on this next yeah. one. Uh, I found this really fun. There are a lot of urban legends about the Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> Never would have said that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of those, you know, but, but how many of them have come after the fact? So the question is, but which one went so far as to be published in newspapers? What urban legend of the Cabbage Patch Kids' fame was in the newspapers? Was, was, <laughs> it was so popular, it was so widely heard Accepted. that it was yeah. published in newspapers. These are a little long, so I'll, I'll repeat them a couple times. Yeah, for sure. A, extra rare dolls came from beyond the Cabbage Patch. Okay. Okay. Okay, got it. Other vegetable patches, right? They came from beyond the, ve- the, the Cabbage Patch. Other vegetable patches. All right. That's a cool rumor. If it's it's a lie, still good. Mm-hmm. Um, the the next one, the cabbage patches had their soft bodies rather than traditional doll bodies to break gender norms. Mm, okay. So they didn't appear as a traditional doll intentionally to break gender norms. Gotcha. As B. That's B. Number C. Mm-hmm. If your kid, your Cabbage Patch kid was beyond repair, Coleco, the toy company, would issue you a death certificate for the toy. <laughs> Wait a second here. Wait, okay. Okay. Because, you know, the whole thing was you adopted one, right? That doesn't right. seem weird, is it? Sounds sounds like some heavy marketing, or D another weird rumor, or D none of none of those an additionally weird rumor. So let's go back through those. Yeah, number one, one ec- a extra rare dolls came from beyond the Cabbage Patch. They were mm-hmm. other vegetables. There are other vegetable patches of rare dolls, kids. B, the kids had soft bodies and weren't traditional dolls. To break gender norms. Soft dolls break gender norms. Gotcha. Or C, if your kid was wrecked, the toy company would send you a death certificate. So if people are driving to work listening now, they've got a lot on their mind. <laughs> or D, none of the above is another way. Or D, rumor. none of the above. Not out of the question. Um, is it my turn to answer Toddy, first? you're up. I'm actually weirdly going to go with the death certificate thing because I could be maybe making up this memory, but I'm not saying that I knew much about the company sending it, but I swear that I, one of my dolls or one of my sister's dolls or Cabbage Patch Kids or something had a death certificate. No way. I think so. <laughs> Some kind of notarized it, it had piece of paper. It it. it it was like it looked like a participation award, but well, it they was came small. With, they came with birth certificates. That should be said. If you without. Am context. I thinking? Are birth certificates and death certificates Wait, question. different? Yes. 
sorry. Death certificate for the kid who owns the toy. Death certificate for the kid, the doll itself. The, the, I didn't do a proper. The kids. Yeah, I didn't the do a doll. proper job. Oh, I misunderstood. <laughs> oh my God. No, you don't get a death certificate for yourself. I didn't do a proper job framing. Just get so a th- sleep for thirty years. The whole, the whole, <laughs> yeah. the whole cabbage patch allure was that you were adopting one. Yes, of you were adopting. I misunderstood. Yeah. It was like. Who the death certificate for whoever's Congrats, fault it was? Kid, you're dead. <laughs> you like ruined the toy. Like Congrats, you're dead. <laughs> you so killed you. Got, in the in the new package, you got the, I rem- a birth yeah. certificate with the kid. Yes, or yeah. an adoption certificate, whatever it was. I don't know. I didn't have one new. So this would have been like the. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with the, the death certificate. <laughs> I'm gonna get the death certificate. You get one. I'm gonna go with a. The 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 uh, uh, rare dolls came from beyond yeah beyond the beyond the patch, patch. more vegetable patches of dolls C some other a. kind of memory about that <laughs> could they be from space <laughs> all right yeah. uh, just repeat the question there are many yeah. urban legends about the cabbage patch kids but one of these or none of the above went so far to be published in newspapers a extra rare dolls came from beyond the cabbage patch b the Cabbage Patch Kids had soft bodies rather than traditional doll forms to appeal to a wider audience. See, if your kid was beyond repair, Coleco would issue the toy a death certificate. Or D, none of the above. Toddy guessed C. I went with C. The death certificate. And Toddy is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Death certificate. I swear there was something about that. I swear we had one. Death certificate. Let's go. I no uh no answer if there were actually death certificates awarded. But uh there were the rumor. The rumor the rumor was pervasive. So I got Mm -hmm. another point. Another point. And uh DJ Lil, you were It shows a a, the extra rare dolls beyond the cabbage patch. I was trying to think of other patches that to, to mm. sort of yeah. So my second point, well, my third so, point, like sewing, point. quilting, third quilting point. patches. Yeah, I was like, what other vegetables grow yes. in point. in patches? I was like, like snow pea babies. I was trying to think <laughs> of other brands. Babies. I was not very good at that. They so. might have made those. See, they it's believable that there's dolls beyond the patch. Think outside the mind, right? Yeah, sort of or twilight box. <laughs> zone beyond hey. the patch. Think outside <laughs> the bun, Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> So Very I got good. three points. So I need one point, mm-hmm. and I again retain Would, the elf deity. Will retain elf. Isn't that nuts? Excellent. And yeah. there's two questions to go. They're like little people. It's not as if you're just going into shop and buying a doll and walking out. It's nice to go through the whole thing of seeing them born. Um, you can watch, see how they're being changed, and they get fed, and they get loved. You sign adoption papers. You say an oath. Um, and it's just a nice sense of belonging for the owners of these the new owners of their babies. What kind of people buy these dolls? Well, we've had people from, say, six months to the age of 60. Are they buying them for kids? or A lot of the people, a lot of parents come in buying them for their children, for the young ones. A lot of teenage children actually come in here and they're just crazy about them. They adore them. Do you think that there's any um, psychological implications about the dolls, that there could be bad effects from thinking that it's like a real baby? Does anyone really believe that? most people think they believe it. <laughs> they like to think that it's all true, but I think they realise that it's not. 
They're just going along with the whole fantasy and enjoying every minute of it. Right. Just like I am. <laughs> so the main event prize of the past couple of shows here, I think, is in front of us. The, uh, yeah. the, the WrestleMania main event. Mm-hmm. So um, before I, I give it its full introduction, I should totally fess up that this isn't a pure find this is a frankenstein find Mm. so all of these (laughs) things were found in a bin but they were not presented as such when they were found so what we're looking at um, and, and please, you know, see the reference pictured to take her yes, in in her one please arm. Please do at her, her one-armed glory is is a stuffed animal jacket in the tradition of flea. Um, <laughs> the flea pants are probably the most um, well-known pop culture reference that that sort of begins this tradition. Um, uh, the Bust a Move video flea wears these. They become. Uh, sort of lore and legend uh they've inspired you know plenty of uh artistic attempts since then um but but the i obviously don't have too much of an origin story of of each of these animals but i i can speak to the the process and the piece all together uh i was you know flipping through Instagram one night and for whatever reason Instagram's serving me all these uh like plush collector videos or accounts I don't know sometimes the algorithm's on sometimes it's not I don't know anything about these it's showing me whatever the newest craze is yeah I'm thinking back to all the crazes past that we've already talked about and then I start thinking about like what happens when the craze ends right um I got into like thrifting and and the secondhand community mostly for like the environmental aspect that's still like kind of my core is like fixing things and keeping things out of landfills so I, I started thinking about stuffed animals which are like a little bit harder of a reuse right like kids what won't they want in the moment maybe they don't want this like randomly branded dog that is dirty and like quite possibly yeah mm-hmm. like maybe those aren't being purchased secondhand. Um, I'm sure plenty are, but there's just such an excess of them. That For like, a while, I remember places weren't taking stuffed animals as donations yeah. and like certain kinds of toys. Exactly. Some yeah. places don't take them at all. Yeah. Um, there's definitely like a shelf life to them. They take up space. So any number of those things I was thinking about is just like, you know, what happens to two seasons ago's like carnival toy. Mm-hmm. And so you got all of them together, I presume, all of the discarded discards, I suppose, and you put them, you sewed them all to one jacket. So I show show up to the bins and I'm like, man, like if I can find like smaller guys, I always call these things guys Mm -hmm. at the bottom of the barrel. And there's not like kids around who want them, obviously, like then I'm going to see how many I can get and I'll see what I can do with them. Just as a test. Just as a, yeah. like a, an experiment. Totally an experiment. And lo and behold, they're everywhere. Once you start looking for them, they are 
everywhere. So much so that you can do different color palettes. This is one of two jackets. So you have two jackets what? that you have <laughs> stuffed animals There to. is this one, which is sort of the neutrals, and then I have one that is like pastels, um, because, Ooh. you know, children love pastels. Sure. So sure. yeah, what I did was I found- Like Easter egg colors. Literally. Yes. Yeah. It, there are a lot of bunnies on yeah. that one. Um, so what I, I did was exactly that, is I found a bunch of sort of- off-brand looking animals i gave them baths i i made sure they weren't too creepy or or you know uh could be used or sticky <laughs> yep. um and i found this jacket that also happens to have like a faux fur kind of lining to it um but the jacket itself was was had a a bunch of stains on the exterior so it so, is so the animals that you sewed to the jacket covered the stains exactly so this jacket itself probably wasn't going to be used in that same light anyway um and so then i combined the two through a number of uh means sewing glue desperation how, how many if you had to guess how many stuffed animals are sewn or glued to this jacket well i can't answer that oh maybe maybe some thinkers can answer that oh it's like one of those candy jar <laughs> situations exactly how many, That's exactly how many pieces is. of candy are in the jar um what i saw when you brought that in before you get to your questions when you brought that in i had said that there is a wrestler who has yes. pants that would match this. Uh, there's a wrestler. His name is Everett Connors. There it is. And his gimmick is, just let me know. And that's his That's his whole thing. Oh, is that's he just so goes, good. Just let me know. And he has pants with stuffed animals all over them that would match that jacket. That, that's for it. For sure. And that's he's it. very cool. And he's also young. And um, But yeah, he would definitely understand a jacket with a bunch of stuffed animals. There it is. Glued or sewn to it. We love it. Yeah. I love I love something you can do that like, it doesn't have to be exclusive to you. Other people can do yes. this, right? That's like their part of the fun it, of it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Their own take. There's not a shortage of these things. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I'm not done with this yet. I still yeah. have an arm There's to many cover. more animals to adopt. There's many animals, into it. <laughs> you know, still to be found. I have found the Beanie Babies are um, particularly heavy, so I'm going to have to... Does it fit you if you wear it? It does. It looks pretty ridiculous, cool. especially because it's like front heavy right now. Yeah. Um, and it is heavy, like a... A bigger framed person would be better able mm-hmm. to handle it uh but yeah i mean it's it's silly it's definitely like has my favorite thing about thrifting and finding uh weird crap is making people like laugh and have a moment that's just I like that's ridiculous with it. their friend and this is like maybe typifies that maybe this is my my Final, this is the episode. My it's final stuffed boss stuffed, of it. Stuffed yeah. animals plus. Main event. So it's a bunch of stuffed animals put on a jacket exactly. that you can actually wear. Yeah. And it's very, it's the type of projects I like, which are just like stupid, but also reuse, but also like, mm-hmm. it's something I can do, you know, just a project to have. Yeah. Um. So, you know, this is very trivia adjacent. Yes. Um, the first one I'll ask is is the more you know serious of the two. We'll save the we'll save the jelly beans. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so this is absolutely inspired by by Flea and by this tradition that that he he has inspired a lot of us. Yes. Um. So much so. In 2020, which fancy French fashion house declared that stuffed animals were the new staple 
of menswear. Everett Connors did for sure. But so one of the fancy out. French yeah. fashion houses, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like yes, the big yes. designers, in 2020 they said it's they incorporated fashion. it in their it's what design. You need. Stuffed animals are the new staple of menswear. So who's who's going first now? Is it Lil? Is it? Uh, I'm. I think. Is it me? Nah. Is it me? I'm trying to think. I lost um, track. So I said the last question was on. Um, the death certificate. Yeah, the death it? certificate. Yeah, I was. The, you, I, I answered that first. first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I answered that first. It's you, Lil. DJ okay. Lil's up up first. Yeah. Here is your list of fancy French fashion houses. A. Louis Vuitton, B. Dior, C. Mugler, or D. None of the above. A. 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 Louis Vuitton. Strong feelings with that brand recognition. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Repeat those for me. Yes. So, Uh which of the fancy French fashion houses? Say that five times fast. Has declared stuffed animals a new staple of menswear circa 2020. Yeah. A. Louis Vuitton. B. Dior. C. Mugler. Or D. None of the above. And everybody at home, if you know fashion, you might know this. Calvin Couture, who was on the show last week, the fashionista, may yeah. know this. Um, I'm going to say C. Mugler. Yeah, Mugler was known for being a different yeah. thinker. And that's why I would say that the other two seem a bit more traditional. Those and are, that's why yeah. I said no to those. Those are definitely like when you think of fashion house, yes. you think of the first two. Mugler, I don't even think of as much of, of a yeah, house. Yeah, a little different. More of a so I'm going to say, I'm going to go with C, and then you went with A, Louis I went Vuitton? with A. Okay. Yeah. To repeat the question one more yes. time, which fancy French fashion house declared stuffed animals a staple of menswear in 2020? Uh, DJ Lil guessed A, Louis Vuitton. Toddy guessed C, Mugler. And DJ Lil is correct. Yes. Louis Vuitton incorporated it. That's mm-hmm. what I get for having like a 20-year-old person that is in my inner family circle yes. that tells yes. me about men's fashion. There it is. See that? And it I just don't have paid any off. of that and that's why I said see and that's why I'm wrong. <laughs> Bro- brother is the only man in my life <laughs> and he has one he's, ear and can't see He just kind of well. grumbles. <laughs> yeah, he's been jumping around back yeah. there lately. He yeah. can't do better than that though. I thought yeah. that would be fun. You know, we're That's all- super fun. I didn't know that's that's a good question. Stuffed well, animals yeah. were a, a needed accessory now. I just, I know that their recent, um, more recent work has been super different. Yeah. They so. were, I looked at the pictures. They were like sewing little like rabbits yeah. into bags and things. It was, it was cute, but I thought it'd be fun. We operate on the exact opposite side of the fashion world. So it's always fun mm-hmm. to hear what those guys are doing. Yeah. So I have three. DJ Lil has two. Mara has three, so I have to get this next question right, or we're going into overtime. Oh, my God. And, Lil, you can bet one of your points, and if you get it right, you win as well. So I've never been good at guessing how many marbles are in the marble jar. Neither have I. That's why I put it in. <laughs> so, yeah, hit us with the, the second question yeah. so, to see if I could walk out of 
these past couple episodes with the elf deity trophy again or little kid bet a point and win we'll see so toddy already alluded to it yes but the final question is how many animals are on this jacket that we're looking at are uh our options are a 50 wow b 20 c 40 or d none of the above 50 20 40 yes 50 so, 20 40 50 20 or 40 and for those at home at thrifty podcast you could look at the jacket but don't don't be counting yeah. don't be cheating i've sort of tucked it away so folks can't count right yeah. now um, they can kind of glance so but. a 50 b 20 c 30 or 40 c is 40 okay a 50 b 20 c 40 d another number Mm -hmm. i was thinking that it was 30 and that wasn't picked so that sounds like i could go with d i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with d because i think it's 30 so i'm gonna say d none of the above it's currently at 30 so you could pick another answer different than me and bet a point and if you get that right dj lil you win the whole thing so once again it comes down to the last question Ooh, let me ask the host a question yes can i bet all three of my points (gasps) You could bet all three of your points. I'm feeling you- reckless. <gasps> okay, you could bet all three of your points, which will double, but you only, for the record, just so it's known, <laughs> you only need to do to I win. I want to be the first one to, to win. Bet, you all, bet them for all. For no reason. Bet them all. Oh, bet them all. Only win in bed. I'm also going with D. Okay. Oh, I see. Because if I see, I see. Because if we're both right, you still yes. win. Also, all those numbers sound too round and even. A polished. game of strategy. Yes. So we're both going to go with it. Is that what they call it? But then DJ Lil bet more points. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll find out. If not, if not those, do you have do you have a guess? Just a thirty-three. Thirty-three. I think thirty. Right on the, th- I think thirty. Right on the head. Drum roll, audience. We're guessing how many animals are on the jacket. Just for context, these are like claw machine sized animals. That's yes. how I describe them. On a jacket. And the jacket's pretty big. Yes. But the options were fifty, twenty, forty, or none of the above. Yes. Both, Toddy and DJ Lil have chosen none. They've both guessed somewhere in the thirties. Yes. And unbelievably they both have nailed it what the answer was none of the above yes. there are exactly 30 let's, animals let's go. Let's go. I, knew that. I knew that i win i didn't count them i promise i didn't count them i bet three points yeah you're out of here see ya you're out you're in brother jail with brother go out there <laughs> I yeah. got six points now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Lil wins. <laughs> Lil wins. Lil wins, but I still feel like I won because I picked it right. So, You're the real winner here. So Lil, you bet all your points, and you are correct. Um, because here's For the, the record, thing. that's going to be my use of points, like probably for a couple months. <laughs> 
that's that's yeah you're i mean you're months. gonna you're gonna eat usually, hearty off of those i usually run pretty low on my points <laughs> that i acquired so you're gonna remember this day the purveyor yeah. of of some good old point drama congratulations <laughs> yeah thank you i've been twiddling with my wedding ring for like four days now <laughs> i uh found this incredible woman this is your place now he's published a memoir so long I didn't want to write a book about myself because I thought, what an arrogant thing to do. But Acid for the Children is not a tale of rock star glory. It's a reflection on a vulnerable childhood. You were a lonely kid. I was. Was it hard to write about that? The writing wasn't hard, but when I would read it out loud, I would break down in tears all the time. I mean, I'm 57. I stopped doing drugs, drinking alcohol when I was about 30, and then I started feeling everything, and sometimes it was a river of pain. He was born Mike Balsery in Melbourne, Australia. In 1967, his father, who worked in customs for the government, was posted to New York and took the family. They lived an ordinary life in the suburbs until his mother left his dad and moved in with her guitar teacher. We go to live with a junkie jazz musician who lives in his parents' basement. That's quite a change. It was a massive change. As dysfunctional, imposing, and wounded as Walter was, Flea writes of his future stepfather, he was also my angel. One day, Walter Urban invited his jazz musician friends over to jam. That day, it awakened something in me that, you know, changed my life forever. You still feel it now. It's, it was such a powerful moment, like, when I think about it. As I was, the first time I saw it as a kid, I couldn't believe it, man. I just was taken over by the spirit. They were magicians to me. It was magic. You've got a stepfather who causes enormous disturbance yeah. in your life. It was terrifying. But also gives you this gift. But he was taking that pain and through, like, what is alchemy, turning pain into something beauty, which is what all, you know, that's what art's about. <laughs> so what has happened, essentially, <laughs> was I won, but I didn't win. <laughs> so I did exactly what I needed to do to win, including guess the number of animals attached to that jacket <laughs> to the T. But because... Of the asterisks and betting all your points, even though you said 33 animals, you still said D, so you are still correct, <laughs> and you now leave this episode of Thrifty with the elf. Oh, a very fitting, a very fitting episode yes, for yes, elf yes. to leave. The plush, on the plush episode. On the plush episode. <laughs> the plush episode. May I make a request? Of course. May I wear the jacket? Of course you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take a picture okay. of you if you, want, if you wear the jacket. Part of my guessing, part of, the, uh, part of my guessing was going to be, well, I haven't tried it on, yeah. so I'm not As sure the what winner. the weight. And well, I'm not sure what the weight of thirty animals would be like on my body. It's heavier than you think. I thought exactly thirty when I looked at it. I can't tell you why, but that's exactly what I thought. So uh, this episode, thank you both for being a part of it. 
Uh, Mara, first time guest. I'm sure you'll be back again. Um, Rust Belt Retro, definitely check uh, her out on Instagram. Um, uh, yeah, Brick Body Kids often sets up with Rust Belt Retro. So if you've ever been to a Brick Body Kids event, maybe you've seen Rust Belt Retro without knowing. But we'll definitely see the cool sign that Mara has. Also, DJ Lil, thank you for being a part of the show. Thank and you for seems, having me. Seems like you're going to have a great night because not only do you win the Elf Puppet, but Don't you're gonna snuggle him, but <laughs> you have you have the jacket. I'm gonna bust this episode up into two episodes as well because we've been taping for two hours. <laughs> so I will I will have this will be another part two. So it'll be a few weeks before the listeners know who wins. But uh, thanks everybody for downloading. And again, you can subscribe wherever podcasts are released or at least most places. And for everybody else, get roached. <laughs>